Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. I've always been this person. It's felt organic to me. It's felt natural. It's felt like I was born this way. So... I feel as though I'm living the path that I was intended to live. And I feel extremely blessed to have parents who are able to support me in doing that. I'm originally from a very small town in central Louisiana, Alexandria, Louisiana. And you don't leave. You go away to Baton Rouge, you go to New Orleans, maybe Houston or Dallas. Um, you certainly don't move to New York City and say I want to be a dancer like that's to a school Adelphi that most have not heard of I've always had this energy about myself and I've always wanted to perform and I've loved Broadway and I was watching Chorus Line and Swan Lake and La Sophie and like all of these different things that just weren't um often popular in your neighborhood or in your high school and, and that sort of thing. Unless amongst your fellow dancers and theater enthusiasts. And my parents just supported me. They said, as long as you're doing something positive, as long as you're being a good person and a positive contributor to the world around you, mom and dad will support you. Once I had the green light, so to speak, from my parents to be myself, it was easier not always easy, but it was easier. And so I think that's where I first stepped out of line by leaving and going so far from home, pursuing what some would say is unconventional career in the arts and following my spirit in that way. I think that's the, the very first time that I stepped out of line, so to speak. Then after that, I would say changing careers, going into media, behind the scenes, learning and understanding commercials and product placements and all these different media things. And then stepping in front of camera, uh, just being able to take those risks, if you will, because I'm a very methodical person. I plan, this is my plan. This is my goal. I know how I'm going to achieve the goal. I know what the steps that I need to take. Um, I write everything down. <laughs> So to deviate from that wasn't easy, but I believe in prayer and I believe in listening to the universe saying that that's always nudging you sometimes to do certain things. And then also just cutting all my hair off, to be honest, I did it in a moment of transformation. I was in a very unhealthy personal relationship and I was traveling with some friends and I felt like I just needed to cut my hair off. I needed to, to start over. And where I'm from and in from my family, that's just not something that you, you do. At first, when I did it, I freaked out. And then I started to feel like I finally saw myself. And that was in February of 2012. And I'm probably going to grow it back at some point in my life. I don't feel like it's 
necessarily a statement. Some people look at it like, oh, you're making a statement and you're doing... No, it was more about a process of, of, of learning, evolving and growing and starting to see Dana. And that in as stripped down as possible, I'm still good enough. And, and, it, and it, it just became something bigger. So I think for me, those are the pivotal points from leaving Alexandria to coming to Adelphi and New York City um, changing careers and then my physical appearance, if you will, um, those have been the, the ways in which I've stepped out of line that I think have, have forced me to grow the most. Because when you step out of line and, and, and you start to kind of push certain boundaries, that's where you find your strengths. That's where you find your weaknesses. That's where you have vulnerability. That's where you have place and space to explore um, and really grow. I, um, just in full transparency, I don't view myself as beautiful. I don't see myself that way. I pick myself apart a lot. My father tells me all the time, you need to have more grace with yourself, Dana. Everything from like academics to my physical appearance and things of that nature. So I think my physical appearance, I'll say, in terms of camera work, has been a hindrance to a certain degree because it's not conventional, so to speak. Sometimes I've heard, well, can you just wear a wig? Can you just, you know, and I'm like, well, that's not me. And as you know, our world can be very critical. So I'm like, if you're going to judge me, please let me stand as myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to put on, and it's not a, a, a dismissal of anyone who does. That's just not me. I feel what's gotten in the ways of my mouth. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. That's not acceptable. No, I, I worked hard to to establish myself in a certain capacity. Having worked on the marketing side, I know what some of my counterparts are making because I used to secure talent. I used to work on campaigns where, okay, this is the concept. Now we have to identify talent. We pitch it to an agency and that whole thing. So it's also given me another tool in my tool belt to say, no, that's not fair. That's not status quo. Or that language is not acceptable. No, I'm not going dinner with you. And <laughs> that's not appropriate. Would you have asked so-and-so to do that? Like, so so I, that, I, I believe, has been a, more of a hindrance um, for me because there are certain things I'm not willing to compromise about myself. I've been put in some situation, but I don't really view myself in that capacity. And I actually find it really hard to look at myself sometimes, like to take pictures or a video or things of that nature. Maybe to me, no. you're the most beautiful because of your strength. Because beauty is going to come in different size, shapes, and shades. And a lot of people, especially women, especially from different countries and different circumstances, the more we speak to each other, the more we realize we are the same. We are so much alike. There's so many threads that bind us. Well, I ran the New York City Marathon and I thought I was going to fall out. So I can't imagine the training that they do every single day to be Olympian. Anyone who, I, I just think this, there's so much beauty in anyone who dares to follow their heart. Um, especially in a world that's so quick to tell us we're wrong all the time. What is your like go-to question that you, that you know is always going to get a good response? I always like to know why do you do what you do? Whether you're an actor, actress, singer, 
producer, director, why do you do what you do? There's the celebrity, yes, and there's the money that comes with it. But then there, there, there's that point, especially when you're dealing with a certain caliber of talent, where, of course, everybody knows your name now. You can check that off the list. You're no longer the starving artist, if you will. Check that off the list. What keeps you going and saying, yeah, I really, I still want to do this. I still want to be this creator. I still want to um, be this inventor, this entrepreneur. I love to know what keeps people motivated. Also, because I struggle with that sometimes too, that burnout and sometimes politics. I mean, in every industry has politics, but sometimes the politics can become discouraging. Um, and you're like, do I really want to play this game? Sometimes, sometimes this looks a little ugly. Um, do I really want to do this? I love asking people, you know, when did you fall in love with your passion and what keeps you going? For me, I did not want to be on camera at all. <laughs> I had finished my MBA. I was working in media. I decided I wanted to go back to school for fashion and I wanted to work on brand campaigns and make them more diverse and inclusive. That's what I wanted to do. I had actually finished my MBA at Delphi. Maybe a year and a half had gone by. And then I applied to Parsons. They have an, an AAS fashion marketing specific program. And I, I got into that program. And I'm starting to do that. And when the opportunity to, to be on camera came about, and I was like, no, I don't do that. <laughs> I have student loans. I have a goal. I have a plan that is not in the cards. That's not what I'm, I'm supposed to do. And with some nudging from, from a few people out there, like, just do it, Dana, just try out. Just, you never know. And the moment that red light came on and that first line on that teleprompter, I was like, I'm meant to do this. Oh, this is what it feels like. Um, so I like to ask people that question. I was like, oh, this feels right. Okay, now what? <laughs> so, you know, Perry is at Delphi and she's looking to get her MBA as well. I definitely would say it, it helped in, in a couple of ways. I was actually working full-time and going to the program, taking uh, afternoon or evening courses. My undergrad degree was, was a dance degree with a minor in business. So it was a BFA. Um, and though I knew that I was, I was always very smart, I think it helped others take me seriously and it opened doors for conversations. So I, I danced and I had a couple of like jobs here and there in retail. And when I wanted to enter corporate America, people took me more serious, um, as, as an applicant, um, to get the door open. Right. And I knew once the door was open, I knew I could get in there and do the job. I knew I could sell myself kind of thing. Favorite project? I've had different interviews that have meant a lot to me or have been really fun. Um, one was Joe Morton, who plays Papa Pope on, um, on Scandal. He played, he's a Hofstra theater alum. And um, I actually use that as my icebreaker because I really research everyone. And I was like so nervous and intimidated. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this interview. This is before the camera started rolling. And he kind of looked and I was like, 
I was in the Delphi theater and you went to Hofstra. I was like, we're technically like gangs, like we're like mm-hmm. sharks and jets, right? You know. And he started laughing, and that, and that helped. Um, so that was like a fun moment for me. Different people I've had a pleasure of interviewing, like Denzel Washington and Shaka Khan. You know, when you Shonda Rhimes for me, Debbie Allen. You know, you have those moments and you're like, this is amazing. And then you wonder, can I? Am I qualified to be in this room? <laughs> um, I've also worked on an, another project. It's a little, it's a much more serious project um, about a serial killer who was targeting African-American women in South Central Los Angeles. Um, that was a project I really poured myself into as well. I, I want to push myself as a storyteller to tell stories that, um, that will encourage people to think and um, shine light on those who may or may not always have the ability to shine a light on themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I hope to continue to do and build in the future. But I've honestly, I've, I've been really blessed to have different, so many different projects that have brought joy to my life in a different way that's the beauty in connecting that's the beauty in having a conversation you know you find there and, and just being transparent and honest and and comfortable enough to share your story you never know where they are in their journey and how what you say may impact them you just never know i i have been freelancing since november of 2012 and I did an interview series in Atlanta in May, we filmed. And one of the things I found so interesting as I speak with these entrepreneurs who have been on the Forbes list and have you know all of these businesses and multi-million dollar homes, et cetera, is they all said, you know, you just keep going. They're like, you keep going, you live to fight another day, you keep going. And you, you know, you, there's, you could solve the problem and it's going to be okay. And it was just this mindset of like, okay, I'll dust myself off and, and keep going. And I was like, wow, it, it, it seems so simple, but to keep hearing it over and over again, that's, that sticks with me. The importance of finding time for yourself and how even the, someone you're like, this is the busiest person in the world. And they're like, no, I meditate in the morning for 15 minutes. My partner knows not to bother me while I have my morning coffee and I just sit. Or you know, like oh, that it really carving those places for yourself really that really is important. And I find such strength, especially from hearing other stories of the peaks and valleys and how they um, keep going no matter what, and and find strength and inspiration. I I find strength and inspiration in that.